get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. baseball over the last week or two has been major league baseball's decision to start cracking down on the foreign substances. And of course, afterwards you hear from players saying, Hey, there's some unintended consequences here. You heard Tyler, Tyler glass now come out and say his injury he believes was caused by this decision. I've heard over the last two weeks now it seems like Garrett Cole talking about his issues with these decisions and so we wanted to go to an expert so we're calling Jimmy Buffy he's via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line he was a former Dodgers pitching analyst he is now the CEO and co-founder of Reboot Motion which is a company that helps athletes perform at a high level they help avoid injuries he's all about the biomechanics of all of this stuff so Jimmy we appreciate you hopping on with us today man how you doing Oh, I'm doing well. It's been kind of wild the past few days. I, I had no idea that my very specific niche area of expertise, which is mechanical engineering and biomechanics, would be so perfect for such a controversial topic. So let's start with that. Um, what is your background? How did you become uh, an expert, really, in this area? And for you, how does it help you understand what's going on right now with baseball? Yeah, uh, so... My undergraduate degree was actually uh, mechanical and aerospace engineering. I originally thought I was going to work on airplanes. I had some internships working on airplane engines, and I had no idea that would be so useful for understanding, like, the flight of the ball through the air when I got into pro baseball. It was wild. Uh, But then um, I decided to get a Ph.D. studying biomechanics. I didn't know that studying pitching biomechanics could be a thing. So my first two years of getting my Ph.D., I was actually studying the forearm muscles for the purposes of building better prosthetic hands. So I I know the the anatomy of the forearm, like, you know, that was my (laughs) PhD. Um, And then two years into my PhD, I discovered baseball biomechanics, pitching biomechanics. And then for the last, you know, three to four years of my PhD, I was studying the role of the forearm muscles in the baseball pitching motion using computer simulation. Wow. Uh, So it ended up being like this crazy niche set of skills that all of a sudden this was back in 2015 the dodgers found my research and they thought it was cool and then they asked me to join to help them figure out pitching basically so that's what i did for the dodgers for five years and um, i left the dodgers a couple like a year and a half almost two years ago to start reboot motion 
Jimmy, you might be the most interesting man in the world right now, not only from everything that you just explained to us, but also because of what's going on in baseball. Uh, yeah, so let's yeah. let's get into Tyler Glasnow's comments, because I, I, I saw you tweet a lot about kind of him coming yeah. out, talking about the UCL yeah. tear that he has. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go to the fact that, you know, hey, throwing the ball hard is where these injuries come from. But from Tyler's point of view, it sure sounds like it's more about the grip and the motion than it is the the velocity that you're throwing at. Yeah, I mean, you know, there there are so many, so many nuances here. Um, but I think the most relevant nuances is, you know, people hear the term UCL thrown around, the ulnar collateral ligament. That is, you know, a very small ligament that connects the forearm to the upper arm right on the inside of the elbow. And that degree of freedom, that, that joint, is super important, obviously, to baseball pitching. And, you know, if you're... If your arm path is even, you know, the slightest bit inefficient as you're whipping your arm through to pitch, that UCL can experience, a, you know, an unnatural level of force relative to what it experiences for a normal human. Um, what is also obviously very relevant here is the other or there's not many things that cross the elbow where the UCL crosses the elbow on that inside part. Uh, one of the primary things that crosses the elbow there is you know, a group of forearm muscles, which is why this is so relevant. So, you know, a big part of my PhD was actually studying how these forearm muscles can contribute to protecting the ulnar collateral ligament when you pitch. And, you know, people talk about a, a chain is only as strong as the weakest link, right? You know, your body is generating so much velocity, so much momentum, but at the very end, you're transferring all that momentum down the arm, through the elbow, to the ball, and, you know, that's just a, a very particular weak spot on the body that just unfortunately gets taxed when you pitch. And the forearm muscles, you know, play a big part in helping protect that weak spot. So what you're saying is, if I'm understanding this correctly, Jimmy, when you change mm-hmm. that motion, which is what happens when they decide, hey, we're going to ch- we're, we're no longer going to allow these foreign substances. It, it mm-hmm. changes your motion, even if it is the slightest bit. That can mm-hmm. then make you a little bit weaker. It's putting pressure on a spot that is a little weaker. And as you mentioned, the weak, the weakest link, that could be the thing that ends up becoming a problem. And that could potentially lead to more injuries. Am I understanding that correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot. Obviously, there's a really big intended consequence for Major League Baseball that we could get into, which is like the break characteristics for pitched baseballs is getting crazy for a lot of reasons. And, you know, one of those is is the spin rates of the baseballs. Um but yeah, like an un- un- unintended consequence, it, it seems. You know, I, you know, I'm I have no inside knowledge here, so I, I you know, I, I always hesitate, like to kind of speculate all the things that went into a decision uh, being made. But um, you know, you change how a pitcher's fingers interact with the ball, and then those finger muscles all of a sudden have to do things that they're they're not used to. You know, a pitcher's been throwing the ball with the fingers in the same way for ten years, twenty years, and now all of a sudden. Uh, they have to change what those fingers are doing. And, you know, everyone, you know, if you've exercised or lifted weights or something, you know, like you do a new routine and all of a sudden you're super sore. And it's kind of a similar concept is all of a sudden in the middle of a season, like your fingers are doing a different routine and they get super sore. And what's kind of unique about the fingers and the finger muscles in this instance is they have this downstream effect that they contribute to protecting your ulnar collateral ligament. So when they're tired and sore, there's a potential for putting that elbow a little bit more at risk. 
So, Jimmy, I'm curious, and I know you said you don't like to get into the speculation or hypothetical, but from Major League Baseball's point of view, don't you think Mm -hmm. they would have taken it into consideration of maybe waiting until the offseason to do this so that they could give the players a little bit more time to get acclimated to no substance? I mean, it feels like just throwing it out there in the middle of the season is going to have a lot of effect on the brand that they're hoping for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it's obviously it's super hard to speculate. I know I know a lot of people in Major League Baseball, and you know, I know obviously they're super thoughtful about all this stuff. And and I I also know that it, it's not like this totally came out of the blue. Um, you know, like it's known that it's been against the rules for a long time, and like there's been rumors of this and and things like that. So, um, yeah. I mean, but on the, on the other side is like. Yeah, it did just kind of like all the crackdown did kind of happen in the middle of the season when people are trying to compete. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It does yeah. it does feel like it, it maybe like would have been a little bit better to just to enforce the crackdown, you know, in an off season when pitchers can they don't have to throw at 100 percent effort as they learn to uh, adapt to a new way of gripping the ball. But at the same time. You know, I'm not privy to all the, the things that went into the decision making. I mean, you know, a, a big a big story this year is you guys know, know better than I am. You're obviously way more plugged in. But it seems to me that a, a big story has been how how far offense has been down. Right. Yeah. Which is also, you know, something that kind of I don't know about an emergency, but something that needed to be addressed. So I don't know. There, there's so many nuances here. It's really, really hard. Real quick. I, you know, but, Real quick, Jimmy, sorry, just as a follow-up, do you think that it would benefit the players more if they had a little bit more time to get used to not using the substance? Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I'm I'm always a fan. I'm always a fan of any time you introduce a new stimulus, giving an adjustment period. Because just understanding how the body works, you know, there's different time periods just that it takes for different types of human body tissue to adapt. Like, your brain, you know, you can figure out how to do something with your brain really quickly, but then in order for the muscles to do, to adapt, they need the way they need to adapt. It can take a few weeks. And then even for ligaments to adapt or bone, you know, that can take a few months. So, you know, the more time you're able to give for an adjustment, I think the better. And always when you're, when you're like trying to allow the body to adapt to a new stimulus. We're talking to Jimmy Buffy. He's joining us here on 101 ESPN. He's got a PhD in biomedical uh, engineering. He spent some time with the Dodgers as a senior pitching analyst. He's a CEO and co-founder of Reboot Motion. They're a company that helps athletes perform at a high level and avoid injuries all in on the biomechanics of pitching. This is one of the leading experts that you could possibly talk to, and we're thrilled to have him here today. Jimmy, let's go back to kind of the beginning here because we started mm-hmm. with the end point of maybe Major League Baseball eliminating these things. Let's start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. What do these substances yeah. actually do? Because that's that's how we got here. Is yeah. baseball is basically saying it's impossible to hit now, and this is part of that problem. Can you explain to our audience why this is so important for baseball? What do these substances do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like you know I mentioned. It's really important to understand the intended consequences of this. So you know we mentioned offense has been way down this year. And I think a big part of that is the way these baseballs are moving out of pitchers' hands is just crazy. You see these rising fastballs, these turbo sinkers, these wipeout sliders, and it's just crazy. And there's a lot of reasons for that, um, but I think a couple of really big reasons. One, I think, is an awesome reason for me as someone who loves technology, is we have these super slow-motion edgertronic cameras, and we have, like, computer vision technology and IMU sensors, like, Diamond Kinetics and Rapsodo and TrackMan and Hawkeye. 
And all these things are doing is measuring exactly how the ball spins out of a pitcher's hand. So that means that an analyst, a pitching coach, and a pitcher can like study all this stuff and craft the perfect way <laughs> to throw the perfect wipeout, wipeout slider that matches the perfect rising fastball. Like you can craft all of that now, you know, using this technology. Um, and then it's on the pitcher to execute. Um, so that's a part of it that is, I think is a really big part of it. But the other thing is where these gripping substances come in. So essentially, the spin rate of the ball just causes the magnitude of the movement to go up. A ball spins faster, and that break goes up. Um, it creates like a lift force, you know, similar to how the shape of an airplane wing creates a lift force. So if you can make that spin rate go up, you can just like magnify all of these break characteristics. And now if we take that back, you know, a little bit earlier, like in the pitcher's hand, the two things that, well, there's a lot of things, but two primary things that create that spin rate are the friction between the fingers and the ball and the force with which you're pushing down on the ball with your fingers. And where the gripping substances come in is they just increase that friction between your fingers and the ball, which increases the spin rate, which makes those break, break characteristics go up. And like I said, I think that's a part of why offense has been so down is because these break characteristics are just so insane. So I understand that Major League Baseball is like, we got to do something to, you know, try to like make these break characteristics just a little bit less insane. So Jimmy, I think that's, that's where the in, intended consequence came in. You're, you're a science guy, so I'd be curious your, your thoughts on this. Have you... Have you seen experimentation with this stuff, like with the Repsotos, with any of the other um, yeah. methods that you've seen? Have you seen the difference between a guy throwing without the substance and then maybe adding rosin and adding spider tech or whatever? Have you yourself been able to see what that does for a pitch in terms of the spin rates? Oh, yeah, it's, it's all it's it's all over the place in, in pitching Twitter and in the, in the Twitterverse. You know, everyone is everyone is experimenting on this. It's you know, I don't know how, how well-known it is publicly, but it's, it's been very well-known behind the scenes for at least a few years, especially as these technologies have gotten uh, more widespread that, yeah, this gripping substance, you know, for, for as one spin, when spin rate became a thing, now everyone was like, well, how do we improve spin rate? And just like it's, it's pretty well-known among, uh, among, among the pitching world that one of the most reliable ways to increase spin rate is just, you know, a gripping substance, an added gripping substance. Well, and Jimmy, I understand the spider tech part of it because I, I think I saw Brandon Webb on the Arizona Diamondbacks broadcast the other night show it, and it yeah. looks like glue. But I, I guess I'm mm-hmm. a little confused as to where the rosin and sunscreen comes into this one. I mean, does that combined make that much of a sticky substance? Because it seems like they've been using the rosin bag and sunscreen forever. Yeah, yeah, they have. And, and I think for good reason, it, because... I think a certain amount of grip is good for everybody. Uh, you know, like pitchers' hands get sweaty, and when your hand gets sweaty, the ball flies out of your hand. <laughs> and so, when the ball flies out of your hand, it's not good for anybody, including the batter. And um, and even like on a little bit more uh, granular level, it's a really interesting thing. I'm not a game theory expert at all, <laughs> but you know, I think like the batter's trying to predict what the pitcher is going to do yeah. and the pitcher is trying to outsmart the batter with where they're locating the ball with, with the pitch type that you're using. Well, I think, you know, theory, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into this tunneling, whatever, but one theory is that the best way to fool the batter is just have a completely random <laughs> location, 
pitch mix sequence. So the batter has no way of predicting it because you don't even know what it's doing. So I think like effectively wild is a real thing. Yeah. I think actually like allowing the pitchers some gripping substance to have a little bit better command can actually be good for the batter too. Cause then the batter's like, okay, at least I know this is probably going to be around the strike zone. And then, you know, pitch, pitchers tend, you know, they can get into habits where first pitch, I'm always going to go low and away. First pitch, I'm always going to go high and outside. And the batter's like, I know this pitcher always goes high and outside first pitch. So it's just like, once you add that, uh, that extra grip to allow a little bit better command. Now, all of a sudden, I think you just get a much richer interaction between the batter and the pitcher making it, you know, maybe a little bit easier on the batter than a completely random location. Jimmy, final question that I've got for you. If I put you in charge of baseball for a day, you're, you're now in Rob Manfred's shoes. And oh you, boy. Your, your, <laughs> your exclusive job is to determine <laughs> what the course of action should be with these sticky substances, the foreign substances that players are using right now. Uh-huh. Uh, you've got to decide, what do we do with these baseballs? Because pitchers are using the substance. Mm-hmm. What, what do we do? What would you recommend? What would you recommend to do? Uh, there are so many trade-offs I'm sure behind the scenes that I'm not going to pretend to be Rob Manfred. But, uh, but I know, you know, like, I don't know how much, how widely known this is, but even like before the balls get out into the playing field, there's this like rubbing mud that a clubhouse attendant, you know, rub a clubhouse attendant rubs on every single ball. I heard Trevor Bauer talking about that the other day. Yeah. Every single ball straight out of the box is impossible to throw. It's a pill. It's a cue ball. So there's all, they already, it's already standard. Well, that's the other thing, though. The amount of rubbing mud that you use on each ball is not super standard. Then it gets out on the field, and just nothing about this process is standard. And there's just so many areas in there from, like, the clubhouse attendant to the pitcher to whoever to just, like, do different things along the way from a ball coming out of the box to a ball in the pitcher's hand. And um, I think that, you know, to me, just, like, trying to, as much as possible, standardize that whole process. Like, understand, like, how much grip does a pitcher need to, you know, have good enough command without having such an extreme impact on performance. And I think if, if it's possible to just standardize that whole process out of the box to the pitcher's hand, I think that would just be, you know, make it easier for everybody instead of having all these like judgment calls that everybody has to make. And then, you know, all of a sudden, because I think what happened in baseball uh, with this stuff is just, it started to get, and you know, it sounds actually kind of similar to like the steroid era and the sign stealing era. It's just all of a sudden, like these things that are like sort of against the rules or are definitely against the rules like steroids, but are not being super well policed. All of a sudden they start to proliferate and then players start to feel like in order to keep up, they have to do it. And I think just, you know, more standardization could really help with this like gripping agent stuff. I hope that Major League Baseball has people like you in their ear telling them what they should and should not be doing with this. It's a fascinating conversation, Jimmy. Thank you so much for hopping on with us today. People should follow you. You're at James H. Buffy, B-U-F-F-I on Twitter. One of the smartest people that people can follow for any information on this stuff. I know you posted the other day one of your research papers that you have done on this. He's a brilliant guy. And Jimmy, thanks so much for hopping on with us today to give us a little bit more insight into what is the biggest story in the sport right now of course and i appreciate all the kind words and thank you so much for having me this was a lot of fun peloton's best offer of the season is here get up to 300 off accessories when you purchase a peloton bike bike plus or tread choose from a variety of accessories like our cycling shoes a heart rate monitor non-slip grip dumbbells and more if you've been looking for a sign to join peloton 
This offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.